Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is Crown Corner, the recap for Colorado as Charlotte FC plays to a 2-2 draw against the Rapids. Will Palajic, Jessica Charman here with you. Looking back at what happened Saturday night where Charlotte FC earns a point in its second consecutive home game, but Jess, unfortunately the story is uh, for a lot of people that they felt like it could have been and should have been two more. Yeah, it's another, another Monday when we reflect and we feel like we've got that little bit of a sour taste in our mouths, right? Because it feels like that three points was right at your grasp. But unfortunately, it's another individual error that's led to our team losing those two points. Yes, is a point better than none? Absolutely. But when you look at the course of the game, when you look at the fact you've fought back, when you look at the fact that a little bit of game management to hold on for a couple more minutes. It's very disappointing. And I completely understand the sentiment around the fan base right now, which just feels like, what do we have to do in a game to avoid an individual player from any player on the field? Let's not just single out marks. Everyone has had what it feels to be like an individual error this season. What do we have to do to stamp those out? Because now, eight games in, it just feels to be like it's every single week. The, the only thing I would say in not necessarily a defense of George, because again, the, the, the mistake individually in a vacuum, like you said, is, is very difficult, impossible to defend that mistake. But I think, unfortunately, the writing was on the wall about 16 minutes before that when we saw Joseph Moore go down with the injury and something that I know you and I talked about, and I don't think really many other people brought it up, is the fact that there was a challenge on that play that put Joseph Mora out of the contest that went uncalled as a yellow card. It, it was called as a foul on the field, but that's a different match if Max gets sent off. And I think, unfortunately, with Christian Latanto having to make the switches that he made, and I'm, I have no problem with him going more defensive, but they lost a lot defensively on that left side. And when they put Michael Berrios there against Harrison Awful, uh, that's kind of a mismatch from Harrison's perspective. I'm not trying to dog Harrison there, but I do feel like they were much more able to switch the possession that way going towards that offensive right side, our defensive left side. And they were incredibly threatening in those 16 minutes after Joseph was uh, taken off the field. Look, we have been talking about how effective Joseph Mora was in the 90 minutes he played in the first game of the season. Only had seven minutes before the start last weekend. And I feel like that was hard on Joseph Mora because I actually think defensively he was very, very good and added stability in our back line. It was a huge loss seeing him injured. And actually it felt like a sort of double whammy, right? You have a player that commits an egregious foul and he was already on what felt like a last warning after a previous foul for the referee to give him a very, very vocal final warning. Again, felt like a let off just for the level of the foul that it was. But then, okay, you, you don't give a guy a red card, that's fine. But now you've lost your best defender uh, as far as I'm concerned. And then the other concern was that you look to switch to a back three um, and you lost Joseph Moore, who would have been pretty comfortable playing in that back three as well. So it it was a tough one. I don't think that's the only reason, of course, but I do think that made a huge difference to the way that we played. And 
listen, you can tell me, you don't have to fight me, would it be, you know, I'm going to back up George Marks every single mm. day of the week. Yes, it's an individual error. It, it's a very, very bad error. And George Marks knows that. But he has been exceptional during his time wearing that jersey and during his time on the field. And, and it's the nature of the beast as a goalkeeper, right? You make one error, goes in the back of the net. There have been a lot of players to make errors on different areas of the field that just won't be punished or remembered in the same way. So I think it's very important right now as a fan base, as analysts, that we don't allow one mistake to define George Marks because I still think he has an incredible future ahead of him. Unfortunately, what is going to be tough now is we know that Kalina kept a clean sheet against Crown Legacy. I know he didn't get a recorded save, but having watched the game myself, he did make a couple of good, decent catches, a couple of good takes. How long till he's ready to come back into the first team? And is it unfortunately, potentially going to be next week? And does that become George Marks' last memory on the field? And if it does, that that's really tough to take as a goalkeeper. And, and that's kind of where I, I situate my comments now, because I do feel like you have to take the entire footprint out. I mean, George Marks is the only reason they were in that game for as long as they were against Real Salt Lake. So I think from that aspect, you look at, at George and say, hey, you know, you have an individual error. I mean, we saw him last year with Kalino. He had a couple of different miscues and misplays uh, when it came to playing out of the back, and I think he got better as the season went on. I, I know that for whatever reason, the the MLS national pundits didn't look upon his season favorably, and I'm not trying to sit here and say that he uh, was Casey Keller or anything like that, but I'm, I'm also sitting here and saying that he at least had Charlotte FC in some of their best moments of the season when he was in goal there. So uh, I'm not trying to sit here and, and advocate one way or the other because at the end of the day, it's Chris Lantanto's decision. He doesn't need any backup or anything from us. But I know that there probably will be a desire from Christian to maybe even give George that one more chance so that he does have a good feeling in his mind. Because think about this from Charlotte FC's scheduling perspective. Not only do you have that game on Saturday – you have Crown Legacy on Sunday, and then the following Tuesday is the U.S. Open Cup match against South Georgia Tormenta. So I think from that standpoint, they're going to see Kalina in one of those two, I do believe, uh, unless you're going to go back to Pablo Cisniega. But to, to me, Jess, it almost seems like a one or the other scenario because I do think George is going to get his opportunity on the midweek. I don't think you play the same goalkeeper in those two contests. And I also feel like, too, there's a situation involving Crown Legacy where you want to see potentially Isaac Walker play as well because we haven't seen him play yet. He's the fourth uh, choice goalkeeper right now for Charlotte FC, kind of more in an emergency situation. But I do feel like uh, there is going to be an opportunity for, I think, one of those two to get one of the two first-team starts here that come up for Charlotte on Saturday and Tuesday, a uh, week from tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. The reason I have in my gut feeling that if Kalina is available and ready to go into the first-team action, that Latanzo would go that way is just based on his comments in press conference, right? When you listen to the press conferences, how often does he talk about missing leadership from Kalina, missing leadership mm. from Corujo Westwood. To me, it feels like he wouldn't be continually emphasizing the importance of Kalina if he wasn't going to play him when fit and ready. Now, if he's not 100% and he wants to give him some extra minutes in uh, Crown Legacy, 100% get it. The one good thing, like you say, the Will, is if George is dropped out of the lineup, he should have a quick turnaround with Open Cup and maybe getting minutes. Although, again, Tough on Pablo Cisniega. It's hard when you've got a deep goalkeeper union with a player coming back. But I think that 
Latanza and the coaching staff, and particularly when you have a, a coach like Andy who understands goalkeepers, they will make the right choice for the goalkeeper unit. And they understand mentally what it takes to be a goalkeeper and how hard it is after making an error. Now, obviously looking towards Charlotte FC's, you know, next week of action, uh, we'll do a, a full preview on Columbus coming up. But uh, there were a lot of people who also kind of, at least in a global standpoint, had a fixation on what Christian Latanzio did. But I think he did what you and I were calling for and, and trying to shut up shop and trying to, you know, put the game to bed. Uh, a lot of people, though, somewhat angry about the fact that uh, you did take a lot of your best and most effective offensive players off pitch for guys who aren't necessarily defensively oriented players. I mean, I don't know if I look at Mackenzie Gaines and Ben Bender yeah. as quote unquote lockdown defenders. I, I think that's the <laughs> issue you look at right now from Charlotte FC is that uh, you had pretty good defending with those guys who were on the pitch. And I think that's the part of the game where I feel like you look at Charlotte FC and maybe they just don't have a player of that nature. You can look at and say, okay, these are the guys that we go to when, when we have to actually put this game to bed. It was an odd one, right? Because you understand the nature of going to a back five. Uh, three centre-backs often gives you a lot of security and it allows you to defend more, but it didn't feel actually as secure as maybe it felt when we had the uh, back four. So that was tough. McKinsey Gaines doesn't offer you much defensively. He's fast and he caused a little bit of trouble. Maybe he's the guy you want to bring on for the last five minutes to head to the corner flag with the ball, but it wasn't really effective in that nature. Ben looks better from the start. I thought when he came on as a sub, he looked a little lost. Whereas when he starts a game, he seems to be into the runner flow a little bit better. So substitutions understand the thought process behind them, but it didn't work. And I think we missed once we conceded that goal. If we were looking for any form of coming back one more time, it didn't feel like we had our personnel on the pitch to do so. Uh, the best way to lock up a game at times is to go out and score another goal, right? And I'm not sure to me it felt like we didn't have another goal in us when we had that momentum and perhaps we should have tried to capitalise on the momentum in hindsight and get a third goal instead of sitting and being content with a 2-1. But if we hold it out at 2-1, you know, people are praising Matanzo as a hero for making those changes. So it's a tough one as a manager, right? It's a tough one. I'm I'm very much with it, you know. It it to me from Charlotte FC's perspective, there's been a lot of again barbs thrown that way in terms of you know how do you go about you know finishing out and grinding out a result, and uh, it makes this upcoming matchup against Columbus all the more important. And like I said before, we'll we'll get into it a little bit more later on in the week. But uh, to me, this seems like again a must three points at home for Charlotte FC they've got to prove that they can get home results because if they can't then you know the playoffs are going to become something that is a, a more far-reaching thing because right now the the table's actually done you some favors uh there's not necessarily an insurmountable mountain that you have to climb in terms of getting yourself back into a chance at a playoff hunt with nine teams making it at least the last two making it as part of a play-in round but uh, to, to me just this is a situation where these next three, four weeks, you've got Columbus, you've got road DC United, you've got home New York City, and then the return match against Atlanta. This is a scenario right now where Charlotte FC, we're going to know a lot more about them over the course of the next month, uh, about how much this team is going to need that kind of help going forward. Because right now, you're looking at them saying, you've got to get these three points, even though we know Columbus is a side that comes in pretty, pretty stout and strong. 
Yeah, it's not an easy matchup when you're looking at matchups. No matchup in MLS, though, as we've learned, is going to be an easy, you know, guaranteed three points. But at the end of the day, last year, it felt like we could beat anyone at Bank of America Stadium. Look at how you play against, you know, Philadelphia. You look at how you play against other teams. You've done very, very well at home and you've had this home field advantage that just doesn't seem to be here this year. And it's a tough one for fans. I, I, I just think that, we need to get a result, but how often are we going to say that? And you can talk about getting off to a slow start, but it doesn't feel like we're starting the season anymore. You know, we're getting into the middle of the season and this is where the table starts to spread out and this is where you start looking ahead. And it's uh, it's not going to be much longer if we keep on this trend that you're looking ahead and thinking, okay, just a couple wins and we'll be in a comfortable position. It, it's imperative. We said it before the season even began this year. Charlotte FC needed to meet meet the playoffs right that was a must for the staff for the fans for everybody it was a must that we reached the playoffs and we cannot allow this poor phase of form to prevent that happening so we've got to find a way to snap it soon and we'll talk about how we get there later on this week be sure to stay tuned to crown corner we'll be bringing you all the charlotte fc content you can possibly believe and have and consume rate subscribe and also be sure to tell your friends who are Charlotte FC fans about Crown Corner wherever you get your podcasts. For Jess, I'm Willie P. We'll talk to you later on this week.